Blog Talk Radio. life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. Or reconnect my heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. You can also go to our chat room, but it's available right now on our website. Oh, make sure I don't have the sound. Also, for those who may be interested to see the video version of Reconnect My Heart, you can go to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. Dot com. You see the video version, as well as those who may be on social media, Facebook or YouTube, you can go to Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, 
Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A-T as in Tom, E-R. I'm so glad y'all are able to join us on today. Um, have a question. First of all, I hope that um, you all had a safe, blessed week. Um, there was a lot of discussion this week that was talking about what happened at the Oscars last week. And so many people have commented uh, about what happened with uh, Will Smith, uh, what he did to uh, Chris Rock. And um, that was the talk of the town. Many people talk about, I'll put it like this, many people that talked about this past, actually a week ago, uh, last Sunday, people that talk about that, not for a good reason, but we made history. Uh, 2022, the Oscars for 2022 will be a day that many people will not forget. But we're not going to focus on that. Actually, what we want to do, we're not going to glamorize it. We want to use what happened as an opportunity for us as men to have a conversation about examining ourselves to see if there's anything in us that we may need to put in check. So on today's show, we want to talk to the men about dealing with their anger, rejection, uh, our methods of communication, and also becoming the men that God called for us to be. We want to talk about that much more in the episode called Men and Our Emotions. Men and Our Emotions. Being better or better dealing with ourselves. Better dealing with ourselves. Now, I'm just going to say it like this. Like I said, we saw what happened. Many of us saw what happened, but... I'm not utilizing that to pinpoint to try to diagnose everything that Will Smith went through or whatever like that. No, no. But in the midst of, we're going to use what happened, use that to be a conversation to the men. So those that may be young ladies that may be watching or listening, hey, you're welcome to listen in, but this is geared towards the men. And I want us to have that healthy conversation about it because one of the things I always say, first of all, I can't speak on how to be a young lady. I can't. I can speak on being a man. And so this is, I may even share some of my experiences or whatever like that, but I want us to be able to examine ourselves. And look here, if some of the things that I may say hit you, accept it, and deal with it. But if it don't hit you, then hey, it doesn't. Keep it in the back burner because this information may be something that you may even have to give to someone else. So you may be a recipient or you may be a, a carrier of whatever message that may be coming out. So like I said, this is just a conversation that we want to make sure to have because especially in this day and time, we need it. One of the things I always say Ladies have a network that they have. When a young lady is going through something, 
she can get band of sister, sisterhood to come together to help medicate or even minister what may be going on. If she's dealing with a broken heart, oh, some of the sisterhoods will come together and beautify her, talk to her, encourage her, esteem her, and not only that, help her on the inside, but even help her on the outside, taking her to pamper herself, getting her a massage, getting her nails or feet done, getting the hair done getting a facial, all these things that that women do to help each other. But what do we do as men when we're going through something? Sometimes us as men, we got to suffer in silence. Sometimes the bad part about it, if we do have somebody that we can reach out to, oftentimes they don't feed us what is needed. If we go through something, Sometimes, not all. And like I said, this right here is not all men. Sometimes it can be some men. So don't take offense if, well, I'm not like that way. You know what? You may not be like that, but you may know somebody like that. But some men, what they'll do when they're going through something, they'll call their homeboys, they go to the strip club, they go to the bar, they go get they, they go get their weed. All these things that are not healthy, all the things that's not physically, but most importantly, emotionally or spiritually edifying. So this is the thing that we have to confront. We have to be able to really just talk about some of these things that may be going on because we as men, we need help. We really need that conversation to be able to help someone along the way. So thank you. So we have to be able to come together, even if what happened last Sunday, this was an eye-opening for all men. I want to talk to the black men. I want to talk to the white men, the Orientals, all men. Let's examine ourselves. You know, one one of the things, uh, many things that, we often hear it as men, and I can talk about it because I've heard this practically my whole life. We as men are often told that men are supposed to cry. Men are not to, supposed to show their soft side. Men are to shut up and pay the bills, or what we heard recently, shut up and play ball. We as men, as far as society, society is trying to tell us as men to not utilize our voice or express how we feel. Hmm. So in other words, when there's a young boy and a young girl riding a bike, that young girl falls down. What do we do? Oh, my gosh. Come on. We pamper her. I heard, yes, yeah, she may shed a tear. It's going to be all right. We comfort her. But let a boy, a little boy, fall off that bike. And not only fall off the bike, but he shed blood. What do we do? Oh, suck it up. Suck it up. Come on, you're a big boy. You're a big boy. You're not supposed to cry. 
And what happened? That begins the process of him, what, suppressing his feelings, emotions, but also his voice. All that is starts when we, what, we're real small. Many times, you see men that are out here right now, you see sometimes you see the anger in some of these guys. It just didn't happen overnight. Sometimes it's a process that he went through, and what happened, we're seeing the results of an implosion that was on the inside. Now the implosion has become an explosion. We see his behavior, and we ridicule him because of his behavior. We want to score or punish him because of his behavior. But in fact, he's just a product or result of everything that he's been fed by society, by people, sometimes by family, or I'm going to be real, sometimes even by church. Now, I can speak about that. And so with all of that that's going on, what happened a lot of times, we just want to see a problem and push it to somebody else. Or sometimes if we could just run from the problem, then we're safe. But because you run from a problem, because you see somebody with an issue, when you remove yourself from that troubled young man, that problem does not go away. Whenever there's a problem, it's just like whenever there's a problem and it's not addressed, what happened? He has time to duplicate himself or breed or cross-contaminate somebody else. We often hear the words, hurt people hurt others. Have y'all heard that before? Hurt people hurt others. I'm going to say it like this. A hurt teacher will raise a hurt student that will become a hurt teacher just like the one that taught them. Hmm. But this is something that we as men, we face. Like I said, some men, we looking for a way to deal with. Sometimes we look for a way to even go to someone to express what we're dealing with. But there are some things that we deal with as men and part of it because of several reasons I'm going to bring up later. But we as men, we all are not the same. We're not the same. There are some men that may be able to even express themselves. And you know what? Like I said, there are some that express themselves in spite of what they deal with or what they dealt with. That's great. They were able to overcome that. But not everybody overcame their hurdle or the obstacle that they dealt with. And some guys, instead of fighting to come out to be able to express themselves, there are some guys that withdraw, pull back. What happened? Become isolated. Become hard. 
don't trust no one. Matter of fact, uh, there was a wrestler that wrestled last night, Stone Cold Steve Austin. His words were D-T-A. D-T-A. Don't trust anybody. Or D-T-N. Don't trust no one. Don't trust anybody. A lot of times, we as men, we, we fall into that trap. Now, don't get me wrong. We may know how to uh, conversate in some safe stuff. Like, hey, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Hey, you work. We know how to have a working relationship with people. But we don't know how to have an intimate relationship with people. And an intimate relationship with people is not just pertaining to dating or marriage. It can even be pretending to communicate within family, within church, with your neighbors, your neighborhood. So we have to be able to look beyond what some people may say, well, you know, that's just them. Well, the thing is, that behavior that you see, it may be a cry for help. Now, my question is, what are you going to do about it? One of the things, matter of fact, uh, a Sunday school teacher was talking this morning. He was saying that, uh, it, which it can happen to some people, and, and depend upon um, the circumstances. Sometimes a, a child or a boy is affected through the divorce of their parents. Hmm. And what happened? I'm gonna say it. Sometimes, even through the divorce of a parent, sometimes if the father is the one that leaves. And then their mother has to raise a boy. If their boy has some characteristics of their father, if their mother does not have easy access to their father, and he's the one who has hurt her, a lot of times because their mother don't have easy access to the one that hurt her, that ex-husband or baby father, what happened, their mother sometimes take it out on their son. It happens. And so think about how all the pressure that she may put upon that boy, knowingly or unknowingly, she's so adamant to make sure that he's not like his daddy. And one of the things I always talk about, hey, he might have been a horrible father or a horrible Excuse me, he might have been a horrible husband or a horrible uh, boyfriend, but he might be a great father. That doesn't mean he's a bad person. Hey, but the thing is, that's his child. Matter of fact, I've had many, many, many guys I end up meeting. A lot of time, us as men, even pertaining to going through a divorce or a a separation or even a child custody, we fall and we fail on getting sometimes advice or even getting our rights given to us or told to us. And what happened, it affects us even pertaining to the rearing of our children or visiting our children and not all, not all young ladies. No, there are some. First of all, there are some great, great uh, children's mothers. There are some great mothers out there, great mothers. But then there are others that would make sure 
because that man hurt her, she would try to hurt him by denying him of the children. I've seen it. Now, if you're not that person, then praise the Lord. But if you are that person, that child is 100% yours. But also, that child is 100% theirs. So you have to understand just as much as that child is yours, that child is theirs. Harsh reality, you chose to have a child by him. So we have to face the facts. This is the child's father. But ultimately, the child is one that suffers. And it's sad where sometimes that child has to deal with grown folks' issues because of the foolishness or ignorance of the adults. And so what happened, sometimes when the father and the mother is bickering, what happened now that the young boy, that young boy has to isolate himself, and now he's trying to figure out he loved both of them. And now he's torn. And so instead of having to choose one of them, he chose he chooses none of them emotionally. Why? Because hmm, she's talking about the man that I love. And he can't stand my mother who I love. And so now what happens? That's an opportunity for now that young boy to grow up to be a man of instability, but also not being able to deal with, listen, what's in here, in his heart. Not just as an adult or adult issues, but even for what he dealt with in his childhood. So with that, there are some guys, because our failure to be able to verbally communicate or express how we feel, sometimes what do we do? We would rather we would rather work or do manual labor or get physical to avoid verbal communication. Sometimes our verbal skills or our way of expressing ourselves is so poor. Why? Because a lot of time, either we have not had the opportunity to convey how we feel, what we think, we haven't had the opportunity, or we've been denied of the opportunity. See, it's just like when a when a um, sometimes a dog. Matter of fact, I was looking at a dog today, my son's dog, and when he has a toy, even if it's a bandage on him, he's going to be aware. He's going to play with it. He's aware of it. And see what happens a lot of times when we are not aware of our emotions, our voice. Sometimes we don't use it or someone. sometimes we are denied the opportunity to use it. And so what happens? Then all of a sudden, as he grow up, he don't know how to properly communicate. Sometimes what he say, when you ask him, can you explain it? Can you ask him, well, see, 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 you, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and see, I'm just, uh, and then all of a sudden, all these extra adult words that come out of his mouth. And then what happened, we get mad at him because all he do is curse. But actually, 
sometimes, and I'm, I'm not condoning cursing. I don't curse. I don't, I don't like hearing that. There are some people that curse because their verbiage is what? It's limited. Well, well, you know, well, just blanket, just blanket. Now, see, when you have introduced a person, the proper verbiage to be able to convey what's in them, then they'll be able to say, oh, okay, but this is this is how I properly articulate how I feel, how I feel. instead of it's just like um, if you get a baby, what's wrong? My leg, my leg hurt, my leg hurt, but they're holding on to their kneecap. Is it their whole leg? See, the leg is a general thing because the leg can be part part of the leg is what the ankle. The foot, the thigh, that's general. But we want to help them to be able to identify specifically how they feel. So if that person, if that little child is saying, oh, my knee hurt, okay, now we know. Now we know where the problem is. Now we can zero in. We can get to the root of the problem. But, you know, what's hurt? Uh, my, 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 My body hurt. Okay, well, we, I don't know what part that is. So, but men sometimes avoid, they avoid uh, verbal communication because all they know is to work or to express. Sometimes, matter of fact, there are some guys, like I said, they would just rather just, you know, when they're stressed or when they're doing something, they'll go outside, they'll just, They'll wash the car. You know, instead of communicating, instead of saying how they feel, they'll they'll start building stuff. You know, <laughs> they get home early one morning. They had a, you know, they they're stressed. They don't want to go to bed. You know what? <laughs> they go in the backyard and you see them the next day, and they didn't build a whole uh, uh, a playhouse with stairs and you know, made out of bricks. All that stuff. <laughs> he's focused. He may not. He may not say a, a word, but he's focused on that particular thing, and he's expressing how he feel. But then also, not just pertaining to the work, but also sometimes, what do we do? Sometimes us as men, we go to the gym, and we beat up that punching bag. Matter of fact, that we hit that punching bag so hard, the punching bag gets a black eye. You know. Sometimes, even in, when we're angry, instead of talking it over in the escalated situation, we just get physical. We fight. Not all, like I said, not all men. I'm going to say some men. Some men know how to communicate de-escalate the situation. But other guys, mm-mm. No, and see, a lot of times we're taught. We're taught wrong. A lot of us as men, like I said, we're taught wrong. We talk about the identity or the characteristic of a man by society or by some hurt woman, which is totally off. First of all, even some of the misconceptions I've heard about men, all men are dogs. No, no, not all men are dogs. Just the ones you've been choosing. All men ain't dogs. All men ain't players. 
And also, even if by chance we run into some brother that may try to run game on some women, what do we do? We as men, we tell them, hey, bro, bro, uh-uh. Kings don't do that. Real men don't do that. We we just, well, no. But like I said, you look at society. Even as society, they are they are glamorizing men being dogs and players and stuff. Men being angry. And I'm going to say it like this. Also, something else. A lot of time, especially even within our black families, in our black communities, it's very seldom that we see a commercial or a TV show that's showing and emphasizing a strong black male figure that's married and faithful to his wife. You know, and unfortunately, I would love for it to be all across the board where it's, it's even a husband, a wife, you know, a, a black family, white family. That would be great. But it ain't the case. Look at that reality. And so because the society is not promoting that, now we got to teach that. We, we see that. But what are we going to do about that? What are we going to do about that? And I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm sure some things because, you know, sometimes we don't have these conversations. And unfortunately, sometimes the only time we do have the conversations is behind bars. We have a family reunion in jail. We run into our cousins, our parents. Matter of fact, those that have been watching the show, I always talk about there have been many times I've seen three generations three generations of men in the jail. I've seen a father, a father's father, and a father's son. Three generations of a, a grandfather, a father, and a son in the jail at the same time. Several times. Several times. And I ain't talking about, well, that's my play daddy, it's my play brother, my play son. Uh-uh. I'm talking biological. Like I said, I'm telling you what I see. So, I want to bring this to light for us as men. Let's have the time for us to be able to just talk. Look here. Even as somebody look at you sideways, a lot of times, what do we do? We're so, we're, sometimes we're so angry over nothing, nothing, nothing at all. If someone says something that's not going to hurt you, Someone look at you. What you look at, dog? What's up? What's up? Or even sometimes you can catch somebody in the light. And just because you're looking, hey, man, nice car. Hey, nice car. Man, you know. Like I said, we got our guards up, man. What caught my attention, um, matter of fact, I was trying to look it up today. It was on my heart. Um, but that I can remember. Let's, I'm just going to say since. 2019, from 2019 up until yesterday, there were so many rappers that have been killed over violence. I, I looked at some, I wanted to get a total calculation. I didn't get a chance to. As I was looking, there were some that they were showing that died of natural causes. Okay, totally understandable. I'm not going to talk about that. 
But we talk about those that were murdered, murdered, senseless killings for nothing. Sometimes over a fight or a misunderstanding or whatever. It ain't worth it. These guys, I mean, it was so, it was so many of them that I saw that died under the age of 35. Why? It's for nothing. So, when we as men, when we fail to communicate or when we um, communicate in a nonverbal way, and when things aren't expressed exactly how we're feeling or how we try to convey, like I said, we end up becoming frustrated. We become angry. Sometimes we curse. When I say we, that means some men, not all men, but understand. Us to be able to understand, we talk about, matter of fact, there was a book that talked about the five love languages. But what about the language of communication? Being able to properly dissect and address how we feel. Also, understanding when we fail to communicate, we won't express how we feel sometimes because they may say, or people may say, society may say, oh, he's being a punk, he's being a girl, oh, he, he's, be, he's he just gay. You know, I'm going I'm to I'm pause right there. Uh-oh. I'm uh, like my battery. My battery's going to get ready to go down. Good, 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 good. I mean, let me see if I can... Uh, Keep on talking. But um, I'm going to exchange my battery. i got to exchange my battery. It's going to take me a few seconds. Exchange my battery. All right, all right, all right, all righty. All right, hopefully y'all can hear me now. Hopefully y'all can hear me now. One, two, three. Okay. All right. My battery, <laughs> I had changed it last week, uh, excuse me, a couple of weeks ago. But anyway, um, what I was saying, a lot of times, society will say, well, he's being soft and, you know, he, he, uh, he, he, he acts too feminine. And there are some young, I'm going to say it like this, there are some young ladies that say they want a good man. They want a young man, they want a man that communicates. But then when they express how they feel, then it becomes too much, or so they say. There are some that may say, well, you know, uh, uh, I didn't know that he had all that in him. But understand, as men, the weight of the world is on our shoulders. Us as men, we have to understand, and even for young ladies to understand, we're not talking about somebody who is sorry, somebody that ain't doing their responsibility as a man, as a provider, as a protector. Real men are providers, are protectors, not just financially, but emotionally, but most importantly, spiritually. A real man is going to have the needs of his family. A real man is going to make sure that his 
interest comes second. The family interest comes first. Number one, understand that his biblical responsibility is to make sure to be the example in the family. That's a real man. Those are the kind of men I'm talking about. I ain't talking about them guys that you can't trust and they they, they sneaking out the house. You know, they dropping you off at work, but it's picking up another chick. I ain't, I ain't talking about them. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the men that are doing and giving his all. He has a responsibility. But also, he want to make sure, like I said, that the family has someone to lean on. He's the strength of the family. But also understand it. He does have the responsibility and the weight of the world and the weight of the family on his shoulder. But also on the same token, that doesn't mean that he's weak because he has to uh, detox, detox what society or what, or even what the devil has put upon him for him defending his family. See, this is what caught my attention. Many times, Many times, there may be some young lady say, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I want a Superman. I want a Superman. But guess what? When you look at Superman's characteristic, when you look at the movies, Superman was not on the show all throughout the episode. No. Who was on there? It wasn't Superman. It was Clark Kent. Clark Kent was there. When everything was mild-mannered reporter. But when situations occurred, when issues came, that's when you saw Superman. When issues, in other words, when there was a problem, the problem solver came out. But when there was no problem, no conflict, then that's when Superman went off. But where was Superman at all along? Superman was actually inside of Clark Kent. But there are some young ladies, they may want Superman 24-7 and not realizing because you're denying Clark Kent, you're also denying Superman. Understanding that Superman was inside of Clark Kent all along. But he came out when it was needed, not when it was wanted. You look at some old show, look here, I'm a Superman fan. I've been watching Superman ever since I was a kid, George Reeves, the original Superman. But understanding when Clark Kent was on the scene, everything was all right. It wasn't no need for Superman to come out. And so for the young ladies that may be looking for that Superman 24-7, he doesn't exist. Understanding that Clark Kent is right there when everything is fine. But when everything becomes chaotic, then that's when Clark Kent goes to the scene and allows Superman to come out. So in other words, when we look at today's time and we look at in reality, that mild-mannered man is Clark Kent. But... When problems occur, the Superman in him, the Holy Ghost within him, come out. So if a police officer 
walking across the street with his uniform on, imagine him waving his gun all the time, waving his gun to show people, to prove to people that he's a police officer. He doesn't have to do that. All he needs to do is just allow his appearance to, to be there. He don't have to have this weapon out of his holster. Put it back in the holster and just show up. So when Superman, or I'll just say with the police officer, if the police officer never pull out his gun, he's still a police officer. If he never take the gun out the holster, he's still a police officer. But because of the teaching of how some people may perceive that a police officer has to pull out his gun to be a police officer, that's wrong ideology. I'm using that as an analogy to bring it to as a man. Look, I, matter of fact, I was watching a show and uh, Earthquake was on some show. I can't remember the name of the show. And he was saying to some of the young ladies, oh, you want a roughneck? And, and some of the girls in Hollywood, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you want a roughneck, but not understanding some of that roughneck characteristic is something that is some of the characteristics that you are going against, that you actually are hating about me. You know, him going to get drunk, him getting high, him cheating, all that stuff. But you say you want a roughneck. Those are roughneck consequences. So in saying that, for the men to understand that it's okay to be Clark Kent. It's okay for you to be able to express, convey how you feel. You expressing how you feel does not make you any less than Clark Kent nor Superman. It actually empowers you. But what you have to do is make sure that you choose the right Lois Lane. Choosing the right Lois Lane that's going to allow you to be able to express how Clark Kent feels, even knowing that you have Superman clothing underneath you. We as men have to make sure that we be able to even allow ourselves to verbalize how we feel. And this is one of the things I always tell people, especially those that know me, know this. I have a pet peeve, and one of my pet peeves, I hate for somebody to speak up for somebody else, especially as a, 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 a man. I hate that. Why do I hate that? Because you handicapping that man that you're trying to speak up for, allow him to not only to use his voice, but to identify his voice. He has to be able to identify his voice and use it, practice it. Care if he stumbled. I don't care if he stuttered. That doesn't matter. That's a good thing. I rather for him to practice with me, so that way, when he grows to have a family, he's able to be able to defend his family and also to verbalize to his family, to communicate to his family. But if we always telling or if we always are speaking up for him not allowing him to express how he feels or even to express his thoughts, opinions, or even fears, concerns, whatever. 
If we never allow him to do that and we always speak up for him, then what happens, that's going to make him dependent upon somebody speaking up for him. And then when he has a family, he may not be able to properly verbalize. And what happens, it's going to make him look weak or make him not defend his family. And so that's one of the reasons why. I always tell people, hey, allow him to speak. Let him speak up. I'm gonna get to let me get my get to my notes now. But we have to be able to allow a person to verbally speak because understanding it is the man that's supposed to be the head and the leader, but a lot of times he may not have someone to be able to help him to or teach him how to be that leader. So that's why it's very important for us to be able to, as men, if we see our fellow brother, are we our brother's keeper? Yes, we are. But also even remembering iron sharpens iron. So we're helping that iron that may be dull, maybe a little rusty, for him to be able to be sharpened so that way he can be a proper use towards his family, towards his friends, those that love him and those that he loves. So us as men being able to communicate, us as men being able to uh, express how we feel. Also, I, I didn't have it in order, but um, for us to be able to understand how we feel and understand this, get this, when we don't deal with our anger, it breathes into harming others physically, mentally, emotionally, and or spiritually. Hmm. Excuse me. Think about this. There's a story in Genesis, the fourth chapter. There was someone that was angry because his brother gave a better sacrifice to God. Who was that brother? That brother was Cain. Cain was angry. And God told him to deal. He got to deal with that anger. Look, if you did the right thing, if you did like what your brother did, you wouldn't have those feelings that you have. But what happened? Because he didn't deal with it. You know what happened? Later on, he ended up killing his younger brother. Cain killed Abel. Cain, look, that's the first murder that happened in the Bible. In history, the first murder was because of unresolved anger, jealousy. You know, we can we can look at the variety of reasons why. What if he felt what if he felt, you know, uh uh, uh rejected? What if he felt this? What if he felt uh jealousy, competitive, you know, uh uh all these things, when you don't deal with your emotions, it creates the atmosphere for something worse. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to deal with our emotions. Deal with our emotions as men. Also, this is something that we often have. Sometimes us as men, we got trust issues. 
trust issues. Now, when we think about trust issues, we're not just talking about, well, you know, uh, 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 I'm dating her. I don't really trust her. So you know what? I'm not going to make a commitment. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about like that. Sometimes we don't trust people pertaining to how we feel. Sometimes we don't trust them with what's really on our mind, what's really on our heart. Trust them with that. And so what happened, like I said, we'll talk to them in a conversation that's safe. But we yet still have them boundaries up. And sometimes they could have been around us for years, but they still don't know us. Why? Because we won't let them in. We won't let them in because we don't trust them. We don't trust how they're going to respond to us. We don't trust what they're going to do to us or if they're going to come or they're going to stay or they're going to go. So what do we do? To play it safe, I just deal with this instead of opening up because I don't want to, I, look, I don't want to be looked upon as vulnerable. I still want to be considered that hero. I still want to be that person that they can always lean on but not realizing you can have them to lean on you. But if you don't have anyone to lean on yourself, the shoulder that they're leaning on would not be as effective or strong because why? Because you have your own weight that's unaddressed. You have your own issues. So with men, sometimes their trust issue, and sometimes us as men, uh, trust issues, meaning we can't trust, we can't trust to open up because hmm, they may know who we really are. They may know how we feel. Also, sometimes with that trust issue, sometimes I will mention earlier that we deal with a physical matter. We deal with it in a physical way. Sometimes instead, <clears throat> me, instead of us expressing how we feel verbally to a young lady, and this is within marriage, within marriage, within marriage, what do we do? We just become physical with them, just sex. And sometimes they, the young lady want to hear, how do you feel about me? Do you love me? We, they want to hear it. But what do we do? A lot of times we just give them something instead of telling them something. And so what happens, like I said, a lot of times we just mm, withdraw. Mm, go off to the side and just, I say, go on our own way emotionally. We're physically there, but we're emotionally unavailable. There's no connection. There's no verbal connection. There's no emotional connection, just physical connection, and that don't last long. So something else, something else to think about. I've mentioned about trust issues. Also, sometimes us as men, we don't want to open up because we feel like we're going to be disrespected. There is a lack of respect that we may feel that we may receive. 
And also, and ultimately, to be honest with you, the main thing men want is respect. Now, women want love. Women want love. Women need love. But men, we want respect. That doesn't mean that we don't want to hear I love you. Yeah, we want to hear that too. We want to hear that. But respect, when when we as men receive respect, it allows us to open up. But like I said, I want to I want to really emphasize this. And this now this is within courtship. You can only respect the right one. But guys, you can only love the right one. So if you get somebody that's untrustworthy, you can't love them enough for them to change. They gotta want to change for themselves. But also don't need to be dealing with somebody who ain't ready. And that's reciprocated. But with men, us men, what we have to do, we have to make sure when it comes down to that respect, we don't want to be disrespected. We don't want to be we don't want to be looked upon when we open up, when we confess, when we acknowledge where we're at, physically, emotionally, whatever. We don't want to lose that level of respect. And so sometimes, like I said, sometimes instead of us having the fear, having that fear of losing everything, we just shoot, shut down. So to understand that respect is what what a man needs, thrives on. Ultimately, that man don't want to be disrespected or don't want to have respect lost. We want to gain respect. We want to have respect. And we want to be able to feel free to share how we feel, share our concerns, share our fears. We want to do that. I mentioned earlier, there are some parts where Jealousy, also rejection, the fear of rejection. Also, this is something else for us to be able to understand the importance of opening up and sharing. First of all, understanding, for us to, for, for us to be able to open up and, and everything, we have to understand what true love is, what true love is and what true love ain't. Now, you for real? Now, Love has to do with the man opened up and expressing. Yes. Yes. We have to understand what true love is and what true love ain't. Now, for us to be able to properly give love, for us to be able to understand that there is a young lady, this is to the men, there is a young lady who who is out there who look at you and what you have is not a burden to her. What you have and who you are is not a burden to her. You are enough for her. But also for you to understand, you don't have to do anything outside of your character and nature for you to be, to, for you to have love. Understanding love is more than the physical. A lot of times, us and men, because of society and everything, we're told, okay, um, you know, sow your wild oaks. 
and a lot of times men convey love with physical, not emotional. And we end up choosing someone based upon the physical attributes of her body, but we choosing somebody who may not feed us spiritually or emotionally. Now, for us, it's men for us to understand love or true love, true love, the one that you're pursuing. You know, because the Bible tells us the man that finds a wife, finds a good thing, attains favor from the Lord. So if you have somebody and it seems like she's a hellraiser, it seems like she don't appreciate you, fellas, you can't beat her into her. You have to be mature enough to acknowledge you need to leave her alone because that's not true love. And we often hear that told to the young ladies, but we got to tell that to the guys. Guys, it's okay to admit, you know what? She ain't healthy for me nor my purpose. But sometimes we are told we can, if we sex them down good enough, they'll change. Like I said, we always talking to the women. We always telling the women, hey, you can't change no man. But we need to tell the guys, you can't change no female. You can't change her. Stop, look, stop choosing somebody else's lowest lane. That's not your lowest lane. You're a Superman. You're Clark Kent. And the Lord's lane that God is trying to lead you to want the Clark Kent and the Superman combined. So understand, men, you have to understand what true love is. That young lady that is that God is trying to lead you to, she want to hear your heart. She want to hear your concerns. She don't want to shut you down. She's not going to emasculate you. No. She want to esteem you. I'm going to say this. I had a young lady um, years ago. Uh, this was, I'll just say maybe like 10 years ago. There was an older lady. I met, I met her at Walmart. Something happened. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how we ended up taking, but we were, I actually uh, was speaking to her on a serial aisle. I was speaking to her on a serial aisle, and she was speaking, and she began to ask me some questions about myself. And I said, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And I, I'll tell y'all, she's, she said, uh, you're divorced. Uh, she had me problem with marriage. I said, no, no, I'm, I'm divorced. You're divorced. And she began to start asking questions. She said, well, um, did, did, oh, boy. <laughs> she said, well, did your wife call you Lord? I said, no. Now, look. We're not talking about Lord is for the Messiah. Even when we look in the Bible, Sarah called Abraham Lord. Okay, so don't I, I want people to understand and put it in proper context. It is in the Bible, and I said no, uh. And so when she was speaking, she was saying some things to me, and it's funny. I was like, wow, you know this. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. This was a black lady that said this. It was an older black lady. They said all this, and I was like, "Wow, it needs to be more men around here to have to listen to this conversation for us to be fed, because there are men. Like I say, I understand there are some dogs out there. We ain't talking about the dogs. We ain't talking about the dogs that have fleas. No, no, no. That's a metaphor pertaining to guys just acting unbecoming. But we talking about real men, 
real men where some guys feel like, well, if I can if I can help her uh, in this and help her, she got potential. If I just help her in this and help her in that, then maybe she'll be the one that was for me. No, 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 I ain't talking about that. But understanding to men, because like I said, we as men don't have the conversation a lot of time. The women have the conversation, but men don't. So, no, it's not out of character for a young lady to listen to a man's heart, to help him to relieve that stress or burden of life, and for him to be a better asset or use to that young lady. But like I said, a lot of times, you know, society want to make us look like we wimps or whatever. You know, um, I, this, came, this came to me uh, today. I'm, I'm going to bring it up. And like I said, I like to throw myself under the bus. You know, if nobody else, I like to throw myself under the bus because I like to bring it in today's time, even some of the crazy stuff that may have transpired to let people know what's going on in life. Years ago, years ago, I was at this place. I ran into a young lady that I, I tried to date years ago, but, you know, she said no. Well, I saw her a couple of months later, and this time I ran into her, and she was around my friends, and it just so happened she was in a conversation with them. She did not know them, but she was just in a conversation. And get this. She said, yeah, I want, I want a good man, but somebody like him, and she was talking about me. She said my name. Somebody like him, oh, I'll use him. Now, it'd be one thing if she didn't know me. And the people that were there, one or two of the individuals that were there knew, you know, um, my interest in her, and she knew it. But she publicly said that, and it made me see, first of all, I wasn't just embarrassed. I was angry because for her to say that. But what I realized, sometimes that's the perception that the public, the media, society, Put out there, if a man open up his heart, if a man express how he feel, oh, he's going to be used. Hmm. So, like I said, I just had to throw that out there. I wasn't going to go into a whole lot of detail. But, unfortunately, that's what is said in this day and time. And that's why a lot of times men withdraw. Sometimes men withdraw. But there are men that will overcome that. There are men that will not listen to the naysayers. There are men that just don't care and say, you know what? I'm going to keep on regardless, being relentless. Last but not least, a couple more things, then we're going to go to the phone line. This is something that I can relate to. Sometimes men are expressed or scared to express how we feel because of the fear of failure. Feeling like a failure. Sometimes when a man isolates himself, when a man is going through something, he just, you know, he becomes withdrawn. Um, and and I'll, I'll share this with y'all about me. Um, when I went, when I was going through my divorce, I was, of course, I had my son every other week, and uh, this was years ago. Um, I looked at myself. I looked at myself when I was dropping my son off and everything. His mother doing a great job uh, now and also during that time. But I was looking at myself, and I was looking at my son. I was like, wow, you know, um, God, I need 
I really want to make sure to convey to my son, not just that I love him, but I want to make sure that, you know, he knows the right way, you know, your way, you know, I want him to grow up to be, you know, a good man. You know, I have, you know, I talk to people all the time, uh, minister, counsel them or whatever like that, but I don't ever want to be too busy to do that for my son. I want to make sure that my main person, the main person, the main um, client, the main contact that I have other than God is my son. And so as a father, I was looking and I felt like a failure. I felt like a failure because I, every time I would drop him off, I was like, God, I didn't give him enough. I didn't say enough. I didn't do enough. I felt like that. I was very, very hard on myself. Even in having him and, you know, talking to him, and like I said, he was small. Now, now, what God, what God told me then when I was really dealing with that was seize every moment. Seize every moment to feed him. Not just physically, not just emotionally, spiritually. Seize every moment. Pray for him as he get ready to depart from your presence. Always pray for him. Always pray for him. And not only them prayers help him, but it helped me. And also, I always look at him, I always call him, ever since he was small, I always call him my bodyguard. I call him my accountability partner. Because he made me kind of come out my shell when it came down to, like, when we have church and have programs and stuff. Before I had my son, while everybody else in the fellowship hall, I'm in the sanctuary playing the guitar, the drums, whatever I did. I've always been kind of an isolated person. But now having him, that makes me come out and do. And so I had to learn that. Also, um, for us as men to understand that our voice matters, we can't allow anything to shut us from using our voice or acknowledging or recognizing our voice, not even pride. Sometimes we have allowed pride to shut us off. We cannot do that anymore. Sometimes we have allowed the pride, sometimes even just looking at our upbringing, sometimes because we've seen daddy behave that way, sometimes we've seen uh, dad or other people behave that way, we end up becoming that. But also, one of the things I have to say, as men, as men, we have to break that cycle. We have to break that cycle because now, for those who may have children, especially if you have both sex, a boy and a girl, fathers, I want to speak to the fathers specifically, to the fathers, you have to break that cycle if not for your sake, but for your children's sake, and for your children's children's sake. You as father, you are there to teach your son how to be a man. You're there to show your son what kind of man to be. But you're showing your daughter what kind of man to be with. You as father, saying that when you not when you have not dealt with what's in you, 
that may be hindering you from loving, from respecting, from honoring your family or even your children's mother, your ex-wife, whatever, regardless of you with her or not. When you don't deal with that, you become toxic and you spew out toxic fumes or toxic spirits. Your children deserve better. You may be hindering your son from receiving that father's love that he's deprived of. Now, you may be thinking, oh, well, you know, I can manage this, you know. But look, kids know truth. You're doing your children a disservice. Like I said, you as the father, you're showing your son what kind of man to be but you're showing your daughter what kind of man to be with. In other words, you showing your daughter this is the kind of man that she needs to be with, just like her daddy. And if you already know that you're toxic, then you're telling her she needs a toxic man in her life. And a lot of times, some of the girls looking for girls like their father. But you got to break that cycle. And like I said, even if you're not with the child's mother, it's okay. It's okay. You do your part. We have to learn to accept rejection. We have to learn to accept, you know what, I'm still complete. I'm still whole. We don't, like I said, we don't hear that when a conversation of men, we hear it towards ladies. You know, we hear a, a, a woman thou loose. We hear a, a, a uh, Lord, make me whole. All these things pertaining to the women, but there are some men that need to be whole too. There are some men that need to be healed, delivered, and set free. And this is the time for us to do it. So yes, right now you may have you may have suppressed all the hurt, regardless if it was recent or past. But this is a time for God to do something with that hurt. God want to help the hurt, regardless of how long it's been. God want to deal with it. And like I said, when we don't deal with it, then it breeds other things. And unfortunately, I mentioned earlier, hurt people hurt others. Hurt people raise other hurt people. And oftentimes that hurt, end up becoming hatred. And then what happened, we end up becoming who we hate. So learn your voice. Understand your voice. Appreciate your voice. God gave you a voice. I'm going to say it like this. Your voice matters. Your feelings matter. We want to acknowledge your feelings. We want to acknowledge them. So I'm going to get ready to go to the phone line right now. Let's see. Go right here. Hello, welcome to Rick Number Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? Hello? Hey, how you doing? All right, all right, all right. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Once again, congratulations. Another great program and a program that we needed. And we all need to hear that, both men and women. So we thank God for you. Appreciate it. And continue to pray for your blessing and success of your show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to embarrass you, but I do want to tell people. Matter of fact, um, 
this young man um been on the show uh uh i call him dr dr landolph washington great young man and uh you know just even just his transparency and even just us being just talk and to have a brotherhood for us to just open up and talk and and my thing is you know uh i'm honored to have that but also i don't want to be selfish because we as men we need that you know, sometimes it's good for us to even be able to, if you want to have a, if you want to say have a spiritual or emotional retreat for us to refuel, refine, and go back home and be a proper use. So I appreciate you for allowing me to be able to have you to help me and point to me. And, you know, I, like I said, I, I can't thank you enough, and I appreciate you. Well, I thank I appreciate you, and I thank God for all that you do, and for also uh, being there for me and thing. And uh, thank God for we can have the conversations that we have. So uh, once again, thank you. No, no problem. And remember this: like, like we always say, no matter what we talk about, no matter how bad or crazy we may be, we still say. <laughs> Amen. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Appreciate you now. Appreciate you. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go to the next line. Hello. Welcome to Rick at My Heart. You're on the air. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing great, sir. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number one. Go ahead. I, I, I want to tell you uh, real quick. First of all, glad to see you. Didn't get a chance to really say much to you today, but I thank God for you. I thank you for the work that you do too. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you much. Um, uh, definitely, um, uh, like previous caller said, uh, another great show. Um, and I uh, love your analogy of uh, Clark Kent and Superman. And uh, I break it down like this. I mean, uh, I'm Clark Kent, the Holy Spirit of Superman. And in my in my relationships with um, um, we was talking about the opposite sex. He was talking about within marriage, and within marriage, the Holy Spirit, um, wow, I mean, has changed because I'm also a divorcee, but now remarried. Uh, but um, the Holy Spirit in this second marriage has really, really guided me through this marriage, and really guided me into being able to handle different situations. And so that's that's the Superman in my life now, who I am allowing Christ to dwell within me in order to make me humble, as we talked about in our Sunday school lesson today. Um, you know, Brother, Brother Landau Washington, whom we, we just spoke with, um, <clears throat> uh, that humility has really grow, grew me up, you know, and prepared me you know, when that young man wants to find that, that like you said, uh, um, I think you mentioned, you know, uh, um, the Bible teaches us, if, you know, the man that finds a wife finds a good thing. But it takes that humbleness inside of us in order to prepare us for that young lady because there's going to be some things. <laughs> but with those things, the Holy Spirit can come in and, you know, and smooth everything out. And so I just thank you for putting on the show and talking to people about, you know, relationships or relationship issues and also giving them some uh, clues and, and ways and how to deal with things. So, no, another great show. 
Um, and I, like I said, I appreciate your analogy uh, of the of Clark Kent versus Superman. But we walk around all day long with Clark Kent. But but boy, when we need something, the Holy Spirit is all we need. So I'm gonna leave it at that. And I thank you and I appreciate you. Well, thank you, thank you. Also, um, before I um, get off the line, I do have to uh, say this uh, with you because you and I are a lot alike like this. Um, and I didn't know this until recently, but we I ain't gonna say were we are daddy boys. Yeah, we are <laughs> daddy boys. And yeah, yeah. when I when I look at this, God has blessed us. And I know there are some that are like that, some that are out there, but we are fathers who love and pour mm-hmm. out to our children, but also right. we have a father, uh, an earthly father. Of course, we have a spiritual father, but many people are not like in our position. Have an right. earthly father they have poured into us that we, mm-hmm. look here, sometimes, sometimes when I've been with my dad and I have my son, sometimes my dad will have two sons with him. Because mm-hmm. because I'm looking at as you know what this is this is my son, but when I'm with my daddy, it's an opportunity for me to be a son, you know, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. so with that you know it's it's a it's a beautiful beautiful experience, and many 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 guys don't have that, you know, right, um, right, right. many many guys have been deprived of that, and mm-hmm. so matter of fact um. I was talking to somebody because um, I thought every father was like my father. My father, mild-mannered. My father, he communicated with us. Um, and it's, it was five, it's five kids of us, but mainly uh, the two that would always be together would be me and Sheila. So mm-hmm. me and Sheila would be with my dad, and, you know, he'll talk to us, and he'll, you know, it, sometimes even just, his nonverbal expressions. Sometimes we will be in the backyard while he's working on a dump truck. We'd be in the backyard just wanting to be in his presence, you know. Right. And and it's so beautiful, but also we would take it for granted because I thought every father was like that. And then when I began to be introduced to some other people's fathers, they were cussing their kids out, you know, and just mm-hmm. doing all this. You're like, wow. You know, like, what is that? What is that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, 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 that's foreign to me. And I found that my dad had never yeah. cussed in his life, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so, so with that, you know, my daddy, and I know that, I might be just like you, we like one out of a million, you know, um, mm-hmm. having the opportunity for us to be able to have that voice, be able to have our voice identified and the uh, permission to have it used. And so mm-hmm. there may be some guys who may not have had that, so that's why I wanted to make sure that we open up the avenue for the men to have the permission to use their voice. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I just I just wanted to share that with you. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And you're right. Um, you know, um, 
we are in a, a unique situation in some respects in today's society um, where we've had our fathers and um, you still have your father, but, you know, for me, I had my father. And uh, like you said, we talked before, and, you know, they're very similar, you know, even down to what you just said, my dad never really cussed, you know, he said a few things here and there, but, but not, you know, he wasn't a cussing man in a mild manner, you know, but, you know, um, he had his Superman as well, the protector of the family. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just great being able to communicate with you, uh, brother Jim, Mr. Tim, you know, I don't, I don't know if I should be naming people. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's okay. Pastor it's Logan, okay. But, you know, Pastor Logan, you know, um, it's just, it's just, it's just a wonderful deal. Um, you know, and Pastor Logan being our spiritual father, you know, it's just, it's just a, and also, well, I, I'm, I, I might be talking too much, but, <laughs> but, you know, um, it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful, uh, especially men that are being led uh, by the Spirit of God. It's just a, it's just a wonderful thing. Yes, 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 and and I, I appreciate you, appreciate you, you know, and um, you know, we can go on and on, but um, I think right. I thank God for you, and you know, even you it's know, so even yourself, you being, you know, you being the father that you are, you know, um, I I say it, look here, I I've said this behind your back, and I'm gonna say it to your face, you're a great father, <laughs> and and uh, you know, just being able to uh, the love that you have, not just for your family but also for other people, you're concerned about people. And so, right. you know, yes, um, th- that's, that's what it's all about. And, and, you know, for men to feel safe, men want to, men want to feel safe for them to become vulnerable for them to share, right. you know, and, um, and that's one of the things I, I want us as me and, don't get me wrong. I would definitely, I would definitely have a program where we get a chance to talk to the ladies or have it where it's talking, uh, uh, talking to both. But I want right, to right. dedicate this episode to the men. And one of the things I always think about, you know, even like I said, what happened at the Oscars last week, what the devil meant for evil. We're gonna, we're gonna allow God to use it for some good. So we're gonna allow this That's right. to be an opportunity for the men for them to be able to just acknowledge or even repent just in case you deliberately withheld your voice. You know, there are some people who may not have been able to identify their voice, know their voice, but then there are others who refuse to use their voice. There are those who refuse to acknowledge their voice, and we want to let them know that your voice is needed. It's so important. God did not give you that voice for you to sit down and do nothing with it. And so... Leslie, I, I really appreciate you, and we're going to continue yes, shortly. Oh, yeah, we okay. will. We will. All right. Have a great night. I, all right. Same to you now. Same to you. So with that being said, excuse me, I thank y'all for so much. I thank God for, uh, you know, even just having this conversation because um, it, it's, it's needed. And, you know, someone that's in law enforcement, I'm tired of, I'm tired of, them building newer newer buildings, newer buildings, and so many men coming in hurt, leaving out hurt. But then also there are some who may not even be arrested. But when you go to Walmart, when you go to all these different stores, you see hurt men. Sometimes we see 
the results of hurt men or broken men by even looking at the broken society that we're in, the broken communities. My question is, where are the men? Where are the men? Can we have the men to stand up? Can we have the men to, you know, for them to express themselves without, without drugs or alcohol? You don't need those stimulus for you to be able to have your voice heard. No, I want to encourage that young man that may be watching. You may not have had your father in your life, or you may have had um, a father that may not have been helped. He might have been a hurt father himself, but we're going to pray for him, but also we're going to forgive him. We pray for those who may have been holding on or harboring things that may be toxic. Ask God to Listen, ask God to help you to be able to acknowledge it and allow him access to come in to deal with it. You no longer have to surgically remove anything that's in you. Allow God to do that. Allow God to help you to understand for you to be able to be comfortable in looking at that man in your mirror. Allow God to help you to be able to find peace within him and peace in your bed while you go to sleep. If there's anything that may be troubling you, hey, write it down. Write it down. Like I said, I may not know every issue that you're dealing with. And look, I'm in a unique situation. You know, um, I may not have been in your situation. You know, Sure, I've had opportunities where I could have shut down. I've had many, many opportunities. I had somebody tell me years ago, it don't pay you to be a good man. It don't pay you. How about you just, you know, you just need to start changing. You need to just be a dog, be a player. No, I can't, and I won't. Not that I can't. I choose not to. Why? Because, number one, that's not my character. And, number two, that's not who God made me. I represent Christ. We as believers represent Christ. But also, not only us representing him, but we have him willing to help us in our time of need, in our time of want. God told us, God told us to cast all of our cares upon him. He cares for us. So why am I going to try to deal with a problem God told me to give to him? So understand, the devil wants you to step outside of your character because he knows that God has a purpose plan for you. The devil does not want you to give up that stuff that's festering in your heart. Why? Because he wants you to self-destruct. He wants you to hold on to the animosity. He wants you to hold on to all those emotions. So that way you can deal with it, not deal with it, but you can pass it on to your children and your children's children. He wants you to deal with it. Look, he wants you to hold on to that mess so that way when you go home, you can attack your wife. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to attack the one that loves you and the one you say that you love. And I'm going to say this, this, this is to the young ladies. I appreciate the young ladies. So many times, young ladies, that like that song says, stand by your man. But 
the young ladies that stand by their men are the ones getting hurt by their men. That is so unfair. So we as men owe a huge apology to our ladies because our ladies were the ones that stood by us. Our ladies stood by us even when we didn't stand by them. But also I want to encourage the men, encourage the women, encourage the women, look, pray for that man. Pray, pray for the men. And you don't have to be with them. My my thing is to let you know, pray for every man, even if it's the one that you are raising, the one that you are, uh, the, the young boy that you gave birth to. Pray for him. Because the devil is trying to take the leaders. The devil is trying to divide the families. The devil is trying to infect the families. So how is he going to infect the families? By infecting the one that has the seeds. So this is the time for the body of Christ to pray for our men, our men to get the help that is needed, the healing that is needed, so we can have the church that God needs, that the community needs. It's time for us to be able to get the men back in church. But like I said, sometimes the men we don't trust anybody. We've been hurt by some people. I've even I've even seen where there are sometimes there have been some men that can't trust or don't trust. Well, you know, all the preacher gonna do is just take our money. But then also, we heard the men. What happened? The guy take a chance to come into the church, but then all of a sudden he run into a false or a bad uh, representative of Jesus Christ. And deal with somebody who end up being a con artist, point blank. But look, I want to tell that man who have dealt with church hurt. I want to tell you that was not of God. That was not God. That was not God who did that. That was that man that did that. That was that man. That wasn't God. That was that man that did that. But just because that man did that doesn't mean that all men gonna do that. So hey, you might have you might have ran into a wrong person within the church, but that doesn't mean that all churches are bad. All churches are bad. But what we're gonna do? We're gonna do our due diligence. Hey, we're gonna start examining. We're gonna examine. Don't let your guards down because somebody say, hey, hey, I'm Reverend so and so, I'm Pastor so and so. Uh, uh-uh, no, no. The Bible tells us. The Bible tells us to watch. As well as pray, the Bible tells us to be harmless as a dove. Um, I forgot this scripture just that fast. Be 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 wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. Also, the Bible tells us one of my main ones: try the spirit by the spirit, by his spirit. Try their spirit by his spirit. But also another one, my Godfather and I often talk about: lay hands subtly on no man, meaning don't give your approval to people who have not earned it. So with that, what we're going to do, we're going to utilize our voice, but also what we're going to do, we're going to make sure when you become aware of your voice and your emotions, number one, make sure somebody has earned the right to have what's in here, to have that out, because not everybody is deserving or qualified to handle right here what's in you. Be wise in who you choose to share your information to. It what look, think about it like this. 
what are they going to do with that information? You have to choose someone that's going to be prayerful with you, prayerful with you and for you. Not somebody will, you know, look, if you already know they're messy about their business, watch them pertaining to your business. So I just wanted to share that, and I thank you all for the opportunity to even just have this discussion. I know this is something that you have to do a series on, but I had to really acknowledge it today. Matter of fact, last week, I didn't even realize that it happened until after I got done with the podcast, and then my brother told me. So I just wanted to share that, and uh, we're going to get ready to we're going to get ready to have a word of prayer, and I want each and every one of us to be able to really think about ourselves as men. I want to talk to the men as men. I want you to pray and examine, examine everything that you have within you, and we're going to give it to God. The Bible tells us, Romans 10 and 9, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ is thy Savior, and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I'm sending a message to someone. I'm going to explain in a few minutes. But as we get ready to pray, I want to ask each and every one of us, ask God to examine us. Wherever we're not lining up, up to his standard, ask God to help us to to be raised up. But we have to do, we have to acknowledge we need help. Sometimes us and me, look, we jacked up. Yeah. Just just admit sometimes, you know what? Sometimes I can be, I can be wrong. (laughs) We can't be, we can't be too hard or too proud to admit when we've made a mistake or that we're wrong or that we need help. So as we get ready to pray, we're going to give it to God. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God. Ask you, God, first of all, God, to forgive us best. Anything that's in us is not like you, God. We ask you, God, to forgive us and cleanse us and make us whole. God, we thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness. And we thank you right now, God, for everything that you are right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now, God, that you help us in every area of our life, God. Help us mentally, physically, financially, and spiritually right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you see the needs of the men right now, God. Help us right now where we're short, God. Help us, God, to admit, God, help us to acknowledge that we need your help right now. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to be transparent with you right now, God. Help us, God, to be even open, even towards our family, God. Help us, God, to have our families to know us, God. And help us, God, to have those barriers, God, those uh, uh, those boundaries removed right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and we bind everything the devil stand for, we counsel the devil's assignment right now in the name of Jesus and we thank you Lord for being a merciful God thank you Lord for being a loving God 
a faithful God, a, a committable God, a forgiving God, a God of another chance right now. So, God, we speak it right now, God. Those who may be uh, grieving, God, comfort them, be with them right now. In the name of Jesus, we holding up the love family right now, God, holding them up before you right now, God. We holding up the, uh, 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 the Jones family, Andrea Jones family right now, God. Andrea, God, hold her before you right now, God. Hold her close in your arms right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, and so many others, God, I may not even recognize or remember, God. So, God, hold on each and every person right now before you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, confident, massage their broken hearts right now, God. In the name of Jesus, those who may be traveling, God, get them traveling grace right now, God. We hold up even class of 91, David W. Carter, God. Thank you, Lord, even for the fellowship on this weekend right now, God. God, we're speaking of a safe traveling grace right now, God, that you have for them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, so many others right now, God. God, even those who may come from broken families, God, as men, God, comfort them right now, God, and, and, and heal them and deliver them right now, God. God, even those who may not have had their father in their life right now, God, help those boys to become men of you right now, God. And God, breaking the generational curses right now, God. In the name of Jesus, help us, God, to not hold on to unforgiveness or hatred right now, God. But help us, God, to release every hurt, every anxiety right now. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now, God, for being a merciful God. We thank you right now, God, to be a father to the fatherless right now. In the name of Jesus. We, even those who may not know their biological father, but Lord, as long as we know our spiritual father, you will make up the difference, God. In the name of Jesus, so God, we thank you, Lord, for even for linking us, God, even to the proper family of you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for putting us into the right family lineage right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, you can catch me on Facebook on Brother Prater, Brother Prater, just like below, or just like behind me, B R O T H E R Prater, P as in Paul, R A T as in Tom, E R. Um, you will see my um, daily devotion, also my videos. Also, for those who um, want to catch me on uh, my website, you can go to brotherprater.com, brotherprater.com. Dot com to see my daily devotions and videos and also personal appearances. Also, you can um, go to the store section of my book, me, of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Passing Out of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and the responsibilities. Also, um, you know what? Um, for those who I'll put it like this. If you can catch me on my website, if, for those who may catch me on my website, um, I'm going to give away two gifts. I'm going to give away two gifts. You catch me on my website, brotherprater.com, brotherprater.com. What I'll do on my website, there's on the right side, there's a little blue icon where you can um, – Message me. You can message me. What I would do for those that message me, I'm gonna write your name down, and then 
Uh, I'm going to give to Wednesday. So this is Sunday. So from Sunday to Wednesday, for those who may message me, I'm going to write down your name and I'm going to put your name in the drawing. I'm gonna, I'll have some uh, gifts for those who I may draw. Um, also, uh, I mentioned my book, A Few Good Men, The Path of God of Fatherhood. Also, this book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper. This book is uh, uh, dedicated to the uh, memory of my sister, Sheila Prater. Um, this speaking about our relationship, our upbringing, and um, like I said, um, Ashley, I'm going to say like this, uh, she's she's the reason why I am the way that I am. Um, uh, never been never been afraid to really express or share, and God bless me to be able to express how I feel either verbally or musically, but uh, pertaining to pertaining to verbally uh, this young lady right here, my more than my sister, my friend, really uh, was there to help me ever since she was born. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm honored. So uh, with that being said, and also one last thing, um, matter of fact, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna do this while we on while we on the air. Um, I was trying to text this particular person, but. Uh, I was trying to text this particular person, but since they didn't respond back, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to call. Um, I hope y'all are able to hear. Okay. Well, I'll just tell y'all like this. Um, this week, um, uh, yesterday, got the got the word that uh, – Okay, he didn't answer. Well, um, my brother, my oldest brother, uh, Jerry, um, he was promoted uh, GM at uh, Whataburger. He's uh, he's been a supervisor there. He as of in the morning, he's the new GM. So I thank God for that. I was trying to find out the exact location in the store so that way I can put them on blast <laughs> and, uh, and Hey, you know what? This is even part of, um, you know, uh, us being able to give accolades, give accolades to one another as men. You know, I'm, I'm proud of my brother. I'm proud of my family. Um, and, and, you know, uh, we should celebrate each other. And so, uh, I want to publicly say to my big brother to him, Big brother Prater, <laughs> um, hey man, congratulations, proud of you, love you, and uh, you know I, I know he's gonna do well, and and um, you know uh, I, like I said, I'm I'm just grateful for him. So with that being said, I thank each and every one of y'all who tuned in, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you, and good night.